Uh, yeah, I'm Ben Pullinger. I'm the Senior Vice President of Exploration and Business Development for ATEX Resources, which is a Chilean-focused uh, exploration company, uh, having put out you know some pretty exciting news over the last little while here, in which we've defined probably something that sits just outside of the top 10 in 10 biggest undeveloped copper projects on the planet, with a, 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 a resource of 1.4 billion tons, uh, you know, at a, at a good grade, um, and we're about to start drilling it on it, and again in the next couple of weeks here. So, uh, over to you, uh, Ben. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, good to see you again. Uh, you don't look as if you're in your um, your front uh, living room or in your home office. Uh, where are you at the moment? I'm actually down in Santiago at the moment. Uh, Raymond, our CEO, and I are down here. He's actually presented on a panel. And it's a very interesting time to be down here because the uh, you know the opening addresses at the uh, the conference that we're at were made by the by the government and by representatives of the current government, and it was uh, some interesting perspective for us on uh, on kind of uh, the lay of the land as it goes forward. Uh, any insights? Anything we should uh, take away from what the what the government is talking about the, uh, the mining sector? Sure, I mean, really at a high level, I think there's no surprises here. Uh, you know, it was nice that the the government acknowledged that you know the, the world needs Chilean resources. Um, their focus really is on how to develop and advance those resources in a way that's respectful to communities and benefits or has the smallest impact to the uh, to, to the environment and also um, facilitates building long-term capacity. I think those were kind of like the, the takeaways that I took from that, that address. And the other, well, the other thing is not just, you know, and, and to diversify the, uh, the the mining economy as well. So, so away from, when you say diversify the mining economy, um, obviously... Chile's um, copper is the mainstay in Chile. Um, it really is, yeah. Yeah. So, are they looking at kind of stuff beyond that? Yeah, I think there's a bit of a lithium flavor to this at this point in time. Um, but really, they, they, the acknowledgement is that their copper is the biggest game in town, and that the world needs Chilean copper. Um, well, um, amen to that. Um, I, I certainly um, see and understand that. So, um, you have recently put out a new resource, 1.4 billion tons. Um, 0.5% copper, uh, 0.2% gold, um, so yep. 0.2 grams per ton gold, um, with a little bit of silver and a little bit of molly, um, kind of, kind of uh, in the mix as well. It's it's quite a kind of a, um, a strange thing because you've put out the resource, you've got a high grade core, and yep. you're doing two things. One is it seems to me that you're wanting to advance the understanding of that, but also the flavour I get from your uh, presentations and your news releases is actually. You're not done. You're still expanding the resource, and actually, what you're really looking at is another phase of drilling, which is what you've got going up now, kind of um, phase four drill program. Correct. Yeah, uh, we've actually just you know just come through a lot of the planning sessions and the final uh, you know dotting the T's and I's on the program, and I have to say I'm quite excited about this program. You're exactly right, Roland. You know we haven't hit the edges of the system yet, and we think that there's more to be more to give, and I think you know that the the drill program that you'll see roll uh, roll out here over the next few months is really a continuation on what we've done in the last few draw programs, which is, you know, continue to focus on delineate, delineating that high-grade core, especially now that we've discovered the, uh, the the Western trend as well. You referred to high-grade core in the resource, which is the 200 million tons. You know, that's really all in the central trend. We've now, we, you know, we're planning to put some more holes into the Western trend, which we think could be, you know, a similar, you know, a similar scale and size and grade as the, the central trend. But also we've expanded the system out to the West, out to the North, it's open to the south, open to the east. We really still haven't hit the limits. So, you know, the, the game plan continues to be grow the inventory, grow the size, grow the scale of the of the bigger mineralized corridor, but really start to now define the, uh, the, those high-grade trends you know, over the next two drill programs, which will take us from 2024 to 
kind of beginning of uh, sorry 2023 to the beginning of 2025. You know, uh, tighten up the drill spacing in there. Hopefully, we can get some some of that uh, material into a higher uh, resource category by the next time we we uh, put something we, we put a resource out and then use that to underpin the first economic study on this project in a few years. Okay, so so combination of of infill to maybe uh, uh, give greater certainty around some of the intercepts you've got already. And exactly. Then conti- continue to kind of look for the edge of the mineralized envelope. I mean, remember, if you th- you know, we're this is, we're conceptually looking at looking to 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 advance this with the the idea that it will be mined from underground in a bulk mineable situation, right? So really, it's that confidence that we want in the high grade core and potentially the the, the, the you know the core of the Western trend as well that are really going to be the economic engines to the system over time. So where the, the confidence in this case needs to be at the bottom of the deposit not at the top of the edges of the deposits. And that way, you know, that's the material that, that that's going to be, you know, that de-risks the projects and ultimately uh, provides payback. And then everything else on the on the back end of that is, is really just uh, a run-of-line material, which, you know, at a, if you look at it at the, the cutoffs that we, we, we selected, you know, our break-even cutoff, um, assuming mining, milling, GNA, uh, cost of sales, worked out to about 0.28% copper. So we rounded that up to 0.3. We constrained the resource at 0.3. But then we reported at 0.4, and one of the reasons we liked report at 0.4 because it was because it was more than double your break-even cost. Uh, that you're so you're, you're at 0.4, you're looking at mineralization, you're looking at material within that resource at 0.4. That's double your break-even. And we think that's a good economic kind of like criteria to use. And then when we look at the the average grade of the high-grade core, the 200 million tons sitting in situ, just over 0.9 uh, percent copper equivalents recovered. Uh, I think point uh, you know, high 0.8s. You know that's you know that that that's the material that you'll you'll mine up front, and that's uh, on a recovered basis. You're looking at the high fifties, uh, high fifties uh, into the sixty dollar per ton rock, so more than three times your uh, your break even, and that you know that's kind of the way we're thinking about this this resource. Uh, um, when I look at the when I look at the cross sections on your presentation, it yeah. kind of seems to me that the, that that high grade core sits at depth, which is why you're looking yeah. at going for it underground. Um, uh, presumably, I, I, I eyeballed it in around 500, 600 meters to kind of the top of the high grade. Is, is, is that about right? Nailed it. So it's a little deeper than that, but the, the, this, this is one of the key things about this. It's not just necessarily that the resource lends itself so well to be in an underground, uh, underground um, you know, exploitable situation. It's that the geography works out really well. So you've got these two ridges. We drill obviously from the top of the ridge, which is 700 meters above the top of mineralization. The top of mineralization versus the valley floors is only 200 meters. So you can come in from either the western valley or the eastern valley, be 200 meters above mineralization, and within a kilometer of what we've uh, just over a kilometer of what we've defined so far. So you have a situation where you can have dual access from one valley or from other other valleys, and be in a situation very similar to other the, the scale of other block haven operations that are being developed um, in the world today. Yeah, I think in one of your presentations there was some there was a a map. Uh, with a, an outline talking about an ohm um, kind of um, anomaly, so kind of a resistivity anomaly. So, is resistivity giving you the? Is that giving you the geophysical steer to where the, the where to target your drilling is? is? Is that your lead vector on the geophysics? Yeah, I mean, so like as you know, with geophysics, there's a, a bunch of different ways to look at it. So, in terms of the the, the reason that we use that ohm, the 200 ohm meter surface, is because that actually marks like the transition between the porphyry interface. So you have a super low resistivity anomaly and the increase in the resistivity below that as you move into the porphyry interface. So that gives us kind of like the the, the, the you know the, the kind of like the plan the plan projection of how big the system is 
um, and that you know, so that, that the whole system that we have, what we've defined today, is room to like more than double what we have within that 200 ohm meter resistivity anomaly. So that's why we use that from kind of like a looking down at the project, and then within that we use features like uh, you know the, the mag works pretty well, features within the mag work really well for uh, figuring out where we think the porphyries are. Uh, resistivity obviously works um, in more detail get, as you get down as you get down into the porphyries as your resistivity increases, and we kind of play with all of those like multi multivariate kind of uh, analyses as we, we we add the geology now. Um, in geology, we trust and add the geology onto the, the geophysics, and we now start to be able to put a, uh, a much bigger picture, a much more robust uh, picture together, which is, you know, part of the, this resource was, uh, it was redoing the, the geological model and now having something that we can test with, uh, with much more certainty in the next program. And is it fair to say that your, 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 your number one prize, your kind of what you're really hunting is the early porphyry? Um, I, I'd love to know when early means. You know, what does early mean in millions of years? Uh, so it's all around 10 million years. It's all, it's all relative timing, right? So like the, the early porphyry is, the, is obviously like the, the, first, the, the first phase of that emplacement. And then it gets enriched and cross-cut by uh, three or four other phases of, uh, of porphyry that, that cut through it. And it sits down lowest. It's also it, by composition. It's it's just the, it, you know, it, it seems that they have been birthed with the with the highest in place with the highest grade, and then parts of it get enriched um, as these other porphyries um, cross cut it. But what's really interesting as well is it's not just the porphyry. So the, obviously, in terms of uh, finding the uh, continue to hunt high grade, which is what we're doing, the highest grade. Um, on a constrained basis, and this is actually one of the things we really like about this system, is it's very, you know, it's very continuous within that with that early porphyry along strike along width. Now it's very continuous; it's not very broken up. And now we have potentially three of these trends. But once you you, know, you get past the situation where you've got enough high grade uh, or higher grade, and, and hopefully we find more in the western trend to justify that initial capital payback, you, you've got mineralization that bleeds into the wall rock because, again, the, the host rock here is a rhyolite. So high silica, high porosity, low iron. So you get equigranular calcopyrite that basically bleeds out in every direction up to 700 meters away. So once, and this is one of the features, if you look at the sensitivity table on the uh, on the resource, as soon as you get into 0.3% copper equivalent mineralized, oh, sorry, not 0.3 copper equivalent, 0.3 copper, your 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 your, your tons just escalate because the system is incredibly continuous. There's no internal waste. Once you're within that point three copper, you're within it the whole way. You know, there's the, you you don't come out of it. So it's an incredibly robust and continuous um, system, which you know, which is evidenced by the the, the you know the two kilometer draw holes of which you're, um, you know twelve to thirteen hundred meters are, are mineralized and consistently mineralized above point three and point four. Yeah. One point four billion tons is a lot of rock. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's a lot of mineralized material. I mean, pe yeah. people bandy around uh, these these numbers, but um, that's that's a lot of rock. So you're going to be drilling these deep holes. Let's call them. I mean, the, 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 some of the holes I can see you're doing are between a thousand and thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred meter holes. You've got um, tw it, you talk about twenty to twenty five thousand meters of drilling. So that to me looks like somewhere between fifteen and. 18 holes i mean just as a kind of a thumb suck um yep so the, these are these are um you haven't got many bullets you got to put them in the right place so I mean, what, one of the, one of the one of the things we really have that working to our advantage was the the adoption of uh a fight of the right contractor and b the adoption of um directional drilling on this program because to your point actually if we're drilling some of these holes from surface our deepest hole now is 2250 meters 
uh, where we stop. But those holes now are infrastructure for us. So we can now come off any of those holes. I mean, we proved it in hole 11, where we put hole 11A at 11B. They came out of a hole that was drilled by Hothschild in 2013. So, you know, these holes are all open. The ground conditions are, are really good. And we can actually use all of these holes as infrastructure to save ourselves, you know, 900 to 1,000 meters on every hole, um, depending on what we want to hit. But also we can turn those drill holes in every direction. So the more we actually drill, the more efficient we get. Um, a really good example of that was the last program we ended up drilling, I think uh, 12,500 odd meters. But the effectiveness of that, and the effective meters, if you added in the distance to surface, would be closer to 16,000. So that's, you know, that's a few months uh, of drilling, um, a few months of fuel, that's a few months of camp. So, the, you know, the, the, those, the, those are not small cost benefits that you're, you're looking at there, especially in a constrained season where you're, where you, you know, you're fighting the elements on the startup and on the end. Uh, being able to take months off your program is an incredibly, you know, incredibly accretive to your project. What is the what is the operating season then? What's the altitude? So we we were we're operating at so our camps. It's around thirty eight hundred meters, and the drills are at forty two hundred meters. Uh, so we actually we're drills are on the way up there right now, and within the next two weeks, we'll we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be rocking and rolling with uh, with three drill rigs, and then that should go through all the way to June. Okay. So so it's so it's kind of um, eight nine months. Correct. Yeah, it's not a short season, but it's you know it, it's it's actually it worked out pretty well for us this year because you know it allowed us to get all our draw results out. We updated our resource. We've got met work that's coming out, which we can chat chat a little bit on because I'm pretty excited about that too. And then uh, and then we're back to drilling again. So it's it's a nice little like tidy cycle. Um, before we get into the met work, let's just talk, touch on the finance because and and the share price because um it's it's lovely talking about all the good stuff and the exciting kind of growth of tons, but it's a pretty brutal world out there. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's really hard to it's it's really hard to you know say anything good about it or to to really pass any positive comment on it. It is what it is. I mean, unfortunately, we we uh, we announced our our, our resource. Uh, immediately, we saw our share price start moving in the right direction. I think at one point we we're up between twenty and thirty percent, up to ninety-five cents on the day, and then we just got faced with a, a wall of liquidity, right? And and unfortunately, that was just a macro decision made by a, a large fund who cycled out of a, a bunch of names on the same day, and it hurt us. And now we have to rebuild from from where we are, but with a much stronger company, with much more uh, a much more you know, resilient resource. Um, a new technical report that that underpins that that'll be being filed within the next uh, couple, a few weeks here, and you know you know all all the the things that we said we were going to do we've done. Um, it's just tough that we're not getting value, but you know you keep on plotting on, you keep on doing the right things. Uh, you can't time the market, but you can you know you can execute on what you say you're going to do, and that's what we hope to be able to keep doing. Talking about timing, I I, I see that you put out the um or you you entered into a credit facility with um some of your existing shareholders on a kind of on a two-year loan uh in july with the and then then the results came out in um september and i know it's been awful timing or you know awful awful resource markets but you know since july the share price has has, has come off from pretty much um 117 to 63 cents you know it's, it's been a could you just tell me a little bit about the kind of the motivation, the philosophy behind that credit facility? Because it, I, I, it just seems a bit strange from from where I'm sitting. Yeah, I mean, like I think it it, it addressed a few problems that we had at the time. One of them is that you know uh, there were people out there that were front running or, or assuming that we needed to raise equity and that was creating down downward pressure on the stock. Um, we knew we had to get this updated technical report out. We knew we had uh, uh, draw holes that needed to come out. We still hadn't put out the last draw holes at the end of the program. 
So what this was really designed as, it was a really friendly piece of paper. And when you look at the terms, like, you know, a 6% interest rate, um, to your term, uh, you know, no, no, no penalties on early payback. It really is about as friendly as you can get. And it was always meant to be a stopgap, right? You know, the, the intent at the end of the day was, you know, we, 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 we get the value that we, uh, we think we can, you know, if you, I hate to compare yourselves to others or, or ever say that you're cheap, but this is one of those occasions, you know, if you look at, at the peer group and you apply, you know, baseline metrics um, per copper equivalent pound in the ground uh, to where we are today, you know, we're, we have an implied value based on, on peers that's significantly higher uh, than, than where we are today. And that's the job that we need to go and get that. But the uh, the whole point of that that facility was to be that stopgap. You know, once we get to a dollar thirty, there's warrants attached to that that you know would actually pay for that if those are excess. I'd actually pay for that facility. So it was kind of you know the the mechanics of it uh, in a in a in a in an upward value creating world work really work really nicely. Um, the nice thing is we still got another year about a year and a half on that facility. Um, and you know the, the job really is for us to get out there, you know, get these drills going again, get results coming out, and uh, and get that share price moving in the right direction. And I think you know a lot of the pressure, uh, the downward pressure, is now out of this, uh, out of it, and we really just need to you know build that momentum again. Um, you've you've touched on uh, a lot of the kind of the exploration upside, you know, in terms of kind of expanding. You're also you know your your um, your um, business hat is exploration and corporate development and you must be having those kind of internal discussions about how do you skin this particular cat because there are ways you can you can advance it on pure equity you've done a little credit facility uh, presumably um those supportive shareholders would come in for the capital raise to come kind of help pay back the loan so in a sense that's Correct, uh, yeah. let's let's call that a hybrid kind of um equity yeah. instrument um can you give me a sense of the flavor of discussions i'm not going to put you onto a, on the spot for a kind of definitive answer but you you, you must be t- debating internally strategic partners you know block caves are big capital items these are big things you know how, how does that conversation go between you and raymond when you're around the bar in um, um in in santiago look i mean i think this conversation actually goes all the way through to to your know, shareholders it's like you know we you have to take a look when you when you're when you're on a whale you have to take a look at what you can and can't do right and fundamentally you know we we can find we have access to capital uh we've got great shareholders we can explore very efficiently and we've done a really good job at i think advancing this project uh, in, in, an, in a, 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 t- a timely manner that I think surprised some people as to how quickly we've been able to do this, and that's really you know a combination of the right people in the right places, and also getting the uh, getting the um, the right contractors and the right partners, right? And and that 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 really set us up on a on a path where we can move things forward. You know, at the end of the day, you know, when as you mentioned, projects like this they become you know they become exercises in moving moving equipment, moving people, building infrastructure. And those are not things that we intrinsically have and can do. So these are these are things that we would you know look to have partners come along and and, uh, and join us on that ride. You know, especially when you look to our neighbor to the north, the L Zero project. You know, it's it's Anthavagasta and Barrick Joint Venture. They're drilling. Um, I think they're actually just uh, just uh, got our drill contractor in there as well. Uh, so you know we're, we're growing the area, but you know when you look at them on a consolidated basis, this becomes a you know a six to ten billion ton camp between these two projects and with a lot more I don't think either of us has you know fully defined our system yet either and so if you kind of like look at the spine of the Andes in terms of like all the the big camps you know you know got Vicuña filling the the northern part of that gap that would that, that kind of like sat between El Teniente and, and, and Chuki and now you've got uh, you, you've got you know this uh, El, uh, uh, Valeriano and El Sierro cluster coming together as well 
there's not a lot of places in the world that you can put that much copper together in the in in, in store. I'd, I'd say the best uh, copper mining jurisdiction on the planet. And you know, we, the the that the, the long and the short answer is that you know we we will need partners. We would love to have the right partners who can consolidate that district and do all the infrastructure, people, earth moving stuff that we can't. So if I read that back, if I kind of um, assimilate the kind of quite a lot of information, essentially you're saying that it's a it, it's a it's a big boys playground, and you're going to need a partner at some stage. But um, you like your chances on the exploration in the near term. Correct. I mean, the, I think yeah, I think there's 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 never a right or wrong time to have the right part have conversations with the right partner, and it's just about you know, making sure that the entry you know every, everyone gets value on, on on that entry, and everyone can see what the the longer term game is. So you know, like I think. Um, I think you know now having this resource out, which we're, we're we're quite happy with, and we think is a very robust and and in in some ways even conservative representation, you know, of, of what we think we have there. I think it, it allows people to have a, a you know a better look at us and and see whether or not they they want to jump on board and, and and partner with us in this. In in a sense, I can see the kind of the long term value with these holes that you're drilling and the, the start of the drilling campaign and um. What are the going to be the the near term catalysts that uh, people fresh to the story can say? Oh, look, they've 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 done what they said they were going to do. This is this, you know, what what's what's the kind of the, the short to medium term news flow that you'll be uh, looking to put out? Yeah, I mean, so again, just going back to that theme of a little bit of conservatism, you know, we've got we we we've, we're wrapping up the uh, the metallurgical test work, and it was, it was quite a good a good program. We sent out three three composites to a, a lab in in Kamloops, um, run by some really really good guys. The the results of the the kind of initial the prelim high level results that came out of that work were actually what we used in uh, in in the recoveries in the resource, and the the kind of like the finessing and the finalizing of the work I actually think we'll be able to show some improvement to that. Again, the the underlying system is just very clean, and the goal here is to show that you know this system can produce a premium concentrate with no deleterious elements um, that can go anywhere. So I think that news is you know that that's a nasty risking piece of news that should be out in the next few weeks. Um, then obviously filing the technical reports so everyone can see you know, kind of how this all came together. And then, uh, you know, a- along with that, we will be announcing that we've started drilling and we've, we've got three drill rigs turning. Um, the other thing about that, Merlin, is, and this is, you know, where we left the, the project at the, at the beginning of this year or in, in May this year, is hole, uh, hole 24, which is the last hole that we pulled out of. Zuri sitting in 312 meters at uh, you know one percent copper equivalent, with about 400 meters to go in that hole. So that'll be the first hole we look to try and finish, uh, push that extra 400 meters and see how far we can keep it going, uh, because you know that 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 has the potential to be the biggest high biggest high grade kind of like in around one percent mineralization mineralized intersection we intersection we have on the project, and then the other holes that we're planning on drilling, you know, like they're they're going to use existing infrastructure. So we're trying to you know generate. Good news flow early on in the program without having to wait, kind of, uh, for for you know having to start a hole from surface and then kind of phase how we you know move out from you know move out from you know continue to draw those those high grade trends like the western trend and the central trend and then push out the the edges of the system but in in kind of a you know uh, a synchronized way so that we're always um, we're always balancing risk and reward. Uh, you know, without without having too much risk on the on these, as you said, on these very uh, very long draw holes in the beginning of this program. Um, I, I I did note um, hole twenty four as something to ask about because I wasn't yeah. sure where it. Um, um, just remind me where because you, you you drilled that 
down to what depth and then you stop because of the end of the season and where's it going into? Yeah, so I mean, one of the things that we did in Hole 24, which is right, you know, one of the struggles that we had in the last program was just access to, to pads that helped us get across the porphyries, right? A lot of the holes that we've we drilled, you know, even with the, the, the oriented, the directional drilling have been really kind of like near vertical. Whereas what we were able to do with 24 is we're able to push it down, um, I think at 70 degrees and then flatten it out to almost 60 degrees. So it's getting a much better slice. It's getting the, like a very good kind of profile across the central trend. It entered the central trend 70 meters ahead, um, a, a uphole of where we were expecting it to be. And it's now like at the bottom of the hole, it's sitting between holes 17 and 14. And as I said, with about 400 meters left planned on the hole. And when you look at the sections, we don't actually really know at that depth where that eastern contact is either. So there could be some some very positive surprises there as well. But it's a, uh, it's a very strong hole. Um, it looks spectacular. And I can't wait to see the the, the, the next few runs of core coming out the ground and getting that, getting that hole finished. So just 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 by way of summary, it's, it's drilling from the west it's, across so the, the west central to the, yeah, exactly. to the east. And it's giving you yeah. lateral coverage of the central porphyry. Exactly. And in, in a better profile than we've had before. And and this is something you know, I think you'll see more of in this uh, this draw program is is trying to get uh, get across these porphyries and get better profiles. Good. Um, ben, thank you very much for the uh, for the update. Um, My pleasure. I, w- I would love to see the um, let's let's talk about the the Met test work and the um, and kind of how the drilling is going on as as you go through these these, these big porphyries are, are are so interesting. Um, and I note that kind of ten million um, years old is kind of right in the middle of the Miocene, which is kind of the 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 productive, the fertile. It's where age. you want to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's where you want to be. So that's that. That's good stuff. Um, in, enjoy your time in Santiago, and uh, thanks again. Thank you, guys, as always, for having us. It's always a pleasure, and uh, yeah, look forward to our next chat.